0: Okay, so here we are now with day one of who is in. This is our trip report series. So there is an accompaniment episode for this where we talked about who is in, a little bit of the history, what it means. So if you'd like more context, you can listen to that. Otherwise, I'm going to assume you're on board First up, allow me to explain the structure that I'm doing. So this is seven days and there are two sets that I do. And what I've done for myself is I've put certain things around the sets to make sure that I do them and that I get all that I want to done in the day. So set number one is morning silent sitting for one hour First thing in the morning, first thing I do when I get up, then immediately after that breakfast and then immediately after that is set number one for who is in, which is 40 minutes. And I'm listening along to the track, the soundtrack, the prompter for that set. And then set number two happens right after lunch. So lunch is the trigger for when I'm starting the string of things within the set. So lunch, and then immediately after lunch, who is in set number two. And then immediately after that, afternoon silent sitting for one hour. So it's just one hour meditation, sitting in silence. And then immediately after that is Qigong standing, for 40 minutes, and then immediately after that is the report, which is this recording that I'm doing right now, the trip report, the da- daily report of what I've had happen so far. So that I will be doing for seven days, and I've already completed that for today. This is day one, the end of day one. Now for outside these times, my schedule is flexible. And there's a number of things that I can do and I can choose and pick and choose depending on what I've got on. I might have errands on, I might decide to just relax, I might do some shopping or do some general things, I might do some work on some creative projects. I'm also doing some studies at the moment and that is normally a part of my routine, so I do a bit of that. I don't need to go into the details as to what that is, that's sort of unrelated to what we're doing here and that's pretty much it now in the evening i like to sometimes go for a drive sit in my car for a bit maybe see a friend or chat with someone and i suspect that's how my week will go furthermore i'll also add that in the mornings i usually wake up around somewhere between 4 and 5 or 5:30 and I actually lie in bed and meditate for about an hour or an hour and a half before starting the morning silent sitting. And that's pretty normal for me. So it's almost like I'm doing I'm doing about five hours of transformative practice every day, at least for this week. And then normally in my normal schedule, I'm doing at least two to three hours, sometimes four. So the big difference is, though, that I'm doing who is in. I'm doing this method. I'm doing this specific technique and that's what we're focusing on. That's what the trip report is on. And I just thought I'd give the structure as a kind of context so you know what's happening around with me and how it's working. I'll also add that normally the best way to do who is in by yourself is to do it exact, at exactly the same time every day. Now, at the moment, I'm not running to a clock. I don't do things by what time of day. These things that I've got in my set, in these sets of schedule, they're done by time length. So, I have a time limit. So, when I'm doing one hour meditation, I click the timer. When I'm doing the who is in, you know, I've got the 40-minute track there to tell me how long it is. They can start at any time. So I don't have to wait till 9 o'clock or 9.05 or 5 to 9 or anything like that. I can start them at any time. And if there's something small, like I need to go to the bathroom between each thing within a set, or there's an interruption or something or something quick that I need to do, then that doesn't mess up my flow. That doesn't mess up how each thing flows into the next. So normally, you want to do it at the same time. So you want to be starting your who is in at the same time every day. And I suspect actually that what will happen and what normally happens with me on a daily basis anyway is that I do do things at exactly the same time because they naturally fall into a rhythm. You get into a sort of daily rhythm where you are waking up at the same time every day. You are having breakfast at the same time every day and everything sort of flows on from that and you find yourself... Sometimes it's quite spooky, I've found. i found that it's like, whoa, I am having lunch today at exactly the same time as I was yesterday, even though I've done different things in the morning and I wasn't even planning to have it out like that. And even more spooky than just that is that sometimes it ends or starts right on the hour or right on a half hour. I notice that a lot, that I actually find myself synchronizing with the clock, even though I'm actually not even following it. It actually doesn't even matter. So particularly for the afternoon set, you know, if you start lunch, then you do your who is in set, and then your afternoon silent sitting, then your Qigong standing, you start that at any time, you can't really calculate what... Yeah, so so it did happen today. I, I ended at exactly 330 I finished it exactly dead-on 3.30 on on the half hour. So that's just another example. Isn't it funny that it happened today on the first day? So what was it like? Well, in the first set, or let me just talk generally, I guess. I don't need to really split it into first and second set. I was amazed at how many things I said, which were things that I always say, they were things that are sort of on repeat in my mind. And not even necessarily on my mind, but just that they are things that come out when I speak. And there is a difference between how I think and how I speak. And there were moments when I was trying to really push into that difference experientially and to see myself thinking at the same time as I was talking. And I didn't get much. I didn't get much. And I concluded that for a lot of the time that meant that when I'm talking, I'm not thinking. I'm not really centered in the mind. I'm centered somewhere else and the flashes that i did have a few thoughts that did come to mind as i was thinking well they were very momentary they were very short lived i was also quite shocked at how amazingly different each moment was i was shocked at how well well shock's not the right word i was just i was just becoming in touch with How much is changing within me moment to moment? There were so many different things that happened in each 40-minute set that I wasn't bored at all. And it was almost like they were things that had happened before, but in a more condensed way. I recognized them as not just issues, though there were some issues, but as sort of patterns within my being, patterns of feelings or explaining things or ways of talking or thinking about things to myself. And they were more condensed. They were more like flowing by quicker and flowing to the next thing. So I was able to see them in a different way. And it was also a lot easier than what I was doing in the Tell Me Who is Speaking series. Because no one was recording, because I knew no one was going to listen to it, it definitely had a different flavor to it. It was almost like it was easier. It was a lot easier. And that's to be expected. I suspect that even, I would say that even with me saying that the two processes, the two approaches to utilising this awareness technique are extraordinarily different, that's still an understatement. So it's very hard to really say how different the two processes are. Like for one, like you might think, how do I make this more clear? You might think that saying, tell me who is speaking is very similar to Tell me who is in. Right? There's only a small difference between them. When actually there's a very large difference. There's a very large difference. And that difference is so large you can't explain it. You can't just say, well, why is it different? You simply have to experience it. You have to try both yourself, as I am doing. And furthermore, the difference between... Having someone listen or the idea that someone is going to listen or the possibility that someone might hear you, that changes everything as well. That completely changes everything. And you might think or you might say, well, you should deal with that. You should learn how to speak authentically and therefore it doesn't matter if someone's listening or not. And that's not the case. That's not the picture. That's not realistic in what it means to speak, what it means to have words come out. Because words only come out as dependent on the parameters that they're within, the situation that they're in, the environment that they're in. And having someone listen is a very big factor. It's a very big controlling sort of pressure on whoever it is that's doing the speaking. And, of course, these are just ways of describing it, like by saying it's a pressure on or a contributing factor. That's just a way of illustrating what it actually is. It is something. It's something significant. That's the bottom line. I did feel my mouth getting stiff, my mouth muscles getting stiff from talking so much. I did notice a few... Out-of-body experiences coming, separating from my physical body for brief moments, both energetically and perspectively. So, my visual field was warping at certain points. There were moments of complete babble that just didn't make sense at all. That was completely incoherent. And there was a lot that didn't make sense at all, grammatically, linguistically. And I was able also to identify the preacher voice and go into some things to do with what it means to ask a question. Because I asked questions. And I realized that, well, it's just me asking myself those questions. And one of the things that came up was that I ask questions in quite an aggressive way. It's a kind of... It's a kind of staunch approach. And I figure that, well, now that it's me asking myself and I know that, I wish I could ask in a more kind way. I could ask in a more understanding kind of way or a more kind of open way. And there was more, too, about questions, which has escaped from me now. And the space was effective, the space is happening, I can definitely feel something is happening, this technique is working, and I want to go deeper, I want it to continue, I was also looking at what it meant to hold myself to the process, and actually commit to these seven days, and say, no matter what, I have to do this. I have to keep doing this and the attitude around that as to well, why are you forcing yourself why are you having to why do you have to say you have to why do you have to be so hard on yourself why do you have to be so stern in order to get something done in order to in order to be sure of yourself that you will do it so that was something that I looked at that was something that came up in each of these sessions So now, the thing that's changed is that I can say, I am going to do this, I am committed to this, but there's not so much of the person standing with a stick over my shoulder, which is me, which is me myself, another part of me, who's going to hit me if I don't, or someone who's having to threaten you into it, force you into it, force me into it. So that's something that's changed, that's something that's shifted. And it's just a little thing, but there's and there's also more, there's also more like that which are escaping from me now. And I mean so many of these little things like that, they pass by so quickly when I'm in a set. It's almost like they they're, they're quick succession insights and they're so they're so rapid They don't really stick or solidify. So I suspect there's going to need to be some kind of integration process. Another thing I noticed is that throughout my day, throughout the rest of the day, outside of the technique, I didn't really think much about it. It wasn't like I was trying to integrate it or go back to certain insights. It was sort of like I just let them them go. So... Now, I suspect that there is some way of understanding that in relation to how the plasticity of thought is being opened up. Because when you have high plasticity, when you have an opening of thoughts, they do tend to just go. They come and go much faster, which means you don't have them again. And that's part of the process. That's part of what's happening here. Another... Big insight was noticing what it means to explain something. Noticing what it means to say what something is and then to further go on and try to explain it more. And that was something I explored. That was something I went around with a few different ins and outs. And I ended up asking myself, well, why isn't that you can't just Make a statement? Why is it that things need an explanation? The strongest truths are simply statements. They're statements that resound without anything else needing to support them. They're statements that resound even out of context and maybe that's where <laughs> maybe that's where the cheesy quotes come from maybe that's the the point of a cheesy quote it's that it's trying to be a resounding statement <laughs> which has been taken out of context but that was another point that was another thing that came up so i'm trying to keep these short as well so That's just about all that's coming to mind, and it's by no means all of it. And I'm very excited to continue this day by day, and we'll see how things change and how I feel talking about it as the days unfold. So look out for the next report. This has been day one. Thanks very much for listening. And that's all I have to say, for now.